Rimini, do you remember the first time you heard a Rishi Rich song? I think um, I can't really remember when I first heard uh, Nachna, but I remember coming back from England and it was on a mixed CD that my um, uncle had uh, put together and it was the first one on the album and I was completely obsessed. How about you? All of my memories of Rishi Rich are in my room because it was when I had first discovered YouTube. It was my very first song that I liked <laughs> on YouTube was Audrey Courier. And it was the first thumbs up I had ever given the song. And it, for like a solid year, that's all I listened to on YouTube was Rishi Rich and Jay Sean. You can hide it all you want or you can make it easier for me to come and just talk to you. You said he's worked on, he's um, done Indian classical music um, since an early age and you can kind of tell with his music and there's like a finesse to it, mm-hmm. a really good finesse and like you may just be hearing like the crooning of Jay Sean or the bullet 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 like <laughs> of uh, Jackie D. But you can, the, the beats are always spot on. Have you ever gotten to dance to a Rishi Rich song in a club? I would dream about it when I was first listening to him, like when I was 12, and I would just imagine myself. I had this like really grand idea of what clubs would be like, like just huge rooms that were like super fancy, and just, I'm kind of glad that I've never gotten to dance to it in a club, because I don't think it would ever live up to what I dreamed, Mm -hmm. so that's yet to happen, but... Yeah, it's definitely... What was your club looking like when you were, like, <laughs> visualizing that? It's so ridiculous. Like, you know the clubs in Gossip Girl? Mm. It's kind of like that. Like, that's the closest thing that I can... Or, like, the ones in, like, Magic Mike. You know the beginning of Magic Mike, the yeah. first one? When they go to that club and yeah. pick up those two girls who are, like, it's their 21st birthday? Mm. That large-style room? Yeah. That's what I imagine. But like lots of neon lights, n- neon lights, <laughs> like chandeliers, and oh, yeah. like all these crazy things happening. I obviously didn't know what I was in yeah. for, but <laughs> that's yeah. what it looked like in my head. Have we mentioned how excited we are to have like Rishi Rich and his new protege Dave Bawa in the studio today? Welcome to the Jigni Style Podcast. Rishi thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so Rishi, we've been following your uh, career for almost like two decades. Mm-hmm. So when I first listened to Nachna, I was twelve and I had just moved to Canada and I was so homesick because that was such a like a nugget of time that I wish I was there for because like here we're like three West London boys making music that blended like an R&B style and like Punjabi style with the Dumbi included. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like so authentic and original. Did you have like a sense back then that um, that you were kind of like a voice to a new generation <coughs> of fans that were... No, actually, I think, um, I think like you said, you know, it's three friends, we just wanted to make music. I think for me, it was a case of growing up in London, I kind of, you know, when, when I used to go out, I used to see you know, a lot of Indians in R&B um, and hip-hop clubs. And I was like, we need to make a record which, one, people can say, this, these guys are ours. You know, so you have kind of ownership on everything. And secondly, everything that, you know, I've kind of listened to. Um, and, you know, I, I, I kind of started doing music when I was 16. So by the time I was 24, 25, um, 
I was kind of ready and so 26 when that's when dance you yeah. came out so I kind of I really wanted to perfect the sound which was mine you know which was the influences that I had kind of grown up with you know living with my mom you know whether it was James Brown and R&B music from America Indian music um, so so yeah I think and I think when we did it we just didn't really think much of it and I was just saying upstairs in, in, a, in an interview we just had that record changed our life you know and I think it, what it did it kind of um, it created a genre for in music you know which was a you know for all the South Asians around the world so you know I'm, I'm glad it did what it did yeah yeah and like I guess right now there's such a trend toward like nostalgia and like people taking a second look at the people that kind of influenced them back then and so what, what's your reaction been like from fans who have been so excited about the free collaboration coming back oh again? yeah that was yeah that was With very cool yeah, yeah that was very cool I mean you know um, <coughs> all, all three of us you know we, we've had a, an amazing solo career um, you know I've I've still and still to this day I love helping new artists and that's what I've always you know wanted to do in the industry I was doing that when I was 13 you know I was calling my friends over to my house and saying okay I want to I want you to be my artist I yeah. want you know and I've been doing that until this day like, I mean Dave's here yeah. Um, so yeah when, when we came together for Freak it was it was just so fun because I you know I'd moved to Atlanta then so Jay and Jugs came to Atlanta you know and the first time we actually we tried to make a record together it went really wrong because um, and because that was in London and uh, we just ended up going out and we partied and we were so kind of hungover we didn't make it yeah and we had such a laugh so in Atlanta when we came um, when we made this and actually Dave was there yeah, when we were making I this record I was there and watched it so he it watched crazy. the whole process and, <laughs> yeah. and it was really cool you know it was really cool and um, you know and we again we just did it because the three of us when we in the studio together there is something very magical because um, it is like just three friends making music it is honestly just that Cool. Yeah. And like, will you be releasing an album, or is it? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be doing some. I mean, I'm I now live in India, so I live in Mumbai. I'm kind of a musical gypsy, so I kind yeah. of just move around and make music everywhere. So Juggy's actually coming to India on the 17th, mm -hmm. and then Jay's coming um, probably a week after that, and then because um, I'm doing some, you know, a lot of film stuff, so we'll definitely you know work together. I've got some amazing kind of collaborations that I'm putting Jay on with the people I'm working with in India. And I'm working on Juggy's new album as well, which actually Jay, you know Dave has written as well. That's so it's, it's 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 a great kind of a, it's a great time right now, you know, for us. And um, you know, we're we're all at a stage where we're doing music. It's funny because we started doing music as as, as a hobby and as yeah. fun. Um, and all of us, that's what we did. And then it became kind of a business. And now it's gone back to kind of you know what we just want to make music because yeah. of just for fun now. That's so you know, cool. yeah. Okay, so Rishi, we have a clip for you that we want to share with you. We're going to take it back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, and let's see if you recognize this. Okay. <laughs> mm. Yes, I know what it is. You know what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was Love to Love. Yes. Yes. Love to Love. So our researchers were very hard at work and mm -hmm. we dug that up. I have that sitting on my hard drive, by the way. I was <laughs> 17, um, was I in college? No, I was, yeah, just in college. So and then I dropped out of college <coughs> when I did. I, I have another exclusive of yours, by the way, that yeah, I'll play yeah. when we get home. So that was the, <laughs> that was the, that was the kind of that's where I started to kind of um, really blend um, Hindi music and you know and R and B and stuff like that. And I remember I had a job in a recording studio and and I met this guy and he was like, let's start a group. And <coughs> we started a group called Too Cool. So that's the other half of Too Cool. Yeah, yeah. And he was just an engineer, so I was working on you know in the studio. I was working on the music, and that's how yeah, that's how we did that. Yeah. How did you come up with the name Too Cool? 
I don't know. I just think it's a, it was a really cheesy name actually. <laughs> um, I can't remember actually. But I think it was the other guy. Just <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. 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 How did you transition from that to what you're doing now? Like how? Was well, that? I think if you listen to the stuff that and I, you know, I, I did then, it hasn't really changed. In you know, it's it's still it's still a, a fusion of music, which is R and B, um, hip hop, Punjabi music, um, Hindi music, and I'm still doing that. Um, and I'll I will never stop doing that because that's my sound. So I've just kind of, like I said, perfected it. Where you know I'm I'm very much focused on my music. So you know I, I study you know I've studied Indian classical music from the age of four. Um, you know I, I can play most instruments and you know and I and on a regular I'm always working and studying music. So um, yeah, it's 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 just gotten. I think it's just gotten more polished. If that makes sense. Do so you see it as like a continuation? Of yeah, 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 for sure. And so you've um, you've worked in Bollywood on Kyakulehem and Hamtum. What was it like working with those kind of producers out there in Bombay? It was great. You know, it was really cool. I mean, it's it's funny because something like Hamtum was just done for fun. It was literally done. Yashraj approached us in London. They were like, we want to do a song for the new Safe and um, Rani Mukherjee film. Yeah. And I said to Juggy and Veronica, let's just make this song. And we did it and we didn't think nothing of it. And it was really, really, you know, successful. And when we went to India to do the promotion, I remember Rani Mukherjee coming up to our safe and like, you guys, you know, I think that movie changed safe his, you know, his career because yeah. it took him from being doing comedy and stuff like that to being a serious actor. Mm. And I think that song helped that movie a lot, you know. Um, so it was cool. It was really cool. I mean, now my whole situation now in India is so amazing. I mean, I just came from New York. Um, I was filming with Shraddha Kapoor and Arjun Kapoor. Yeah, I was, I was gonna ask yeah. like, how was how's the music gonna look like? In yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. um yeah, the track is really cool. Um, it's it's um, I'm really looking forward to people hearing it. Yeah. And like, who's on your wish list still to work with? I guess there's so many people that I want to work with in this industry. I've always said like someone like uh, uh, Shinda I want to work with. You know, um, who else? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I've always <laughs> wanted to work with him. Um, Adnan Sami, I always wanted to. I mean, he's a friend, and but I've always wanted to work with him. Um, you could do one of the one of his earlier videos with one of the yeah, Hollywood yeah, actresses yeah, yeah. and all of this. Um, you stuff. know, and the thing is that it's it's everyone that I've wanted to work with. You know, up to now, I ha I have I worked with. Yeah. You know, a lot, and I'm so humbled to be working with so many people. So <laughs> let's just see. You know, and and I think still to this day, I'm, I I still want to work with new eyes. I love that. I love seeing a new artist. I love seeing the journey to an artist when I meet them from the first day to when they actually release a record to when they go down the street and they get mobbed and you know and when they become superstars. I love that whole journey to see that you know and I get a good buzz off that. Hanging with the girls at the weekend, trying to have a laugh and a good time. Why are you calling me and South Asian artists, success is usually defined by their ability to appeal to like a non-South Asian audience, which you've done. You appeal to a mm -hmm. pretty wide demographic, mm -hmm. um, and you've worked with a lot of North American mainstream artists like Britney Spears, Craig David. Uh, but how do you define your own success? 
if you do if you do it right then your music will get heard by the right people and that's kind of what happened with me where people in america were saying okay we want you to work with britney or we want you to work with this person or in india and i've always had this thing about this triangle like i you know i'm from london i kind of live in america but now i live in india and that's exactly what i wanted to do you know um the other day i kind of posted a picture up of my wallet which i you know and it had like pounds rupees and dollars and now canadian dollars you know it's just like and that's kind of what represents my life you know that and and i think that's that's a big thing about you know it's like travel make music in different areas um try and take inspiration from different people different areas i i'm really i get really inspired making music in different areas of the world i think and because what you own what what that happens is that you meet different artists from that country as well um and that's exactly what i'm doing i even said to dave i said you know i might even come to vancouver for a bit and just kind of get a studio here and work with artists from here you know um and that's the way i think i've always wanted to work what do you look for in an artist cuz you found uh, dave <laughs> well they have to wear good shirts yeah first right if, obviously you can't see yeah, this but find your bandana print yeah. but no. dave has got swag <laughs> locked he's got his swag locked um i think you yeah, know i think on 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 a real it's got obviously you got to have talent um but i have met some artists that you know have come to work with me and said that we want to work with you but they you know they're not they've just they're in it for the wrong reasons like you know money fame you know will come if you want to be famous that's cool whatever um but i think it's about the music first and i think you you've got to kind of you've got to be willing to learn you've got to be patient you know i am that kind of person who mentors an artist but i take them completely under my wing and you know dave can tell you like when we worked on the album there's a few times when i just sent him home i said listen get out of my face because you're acting you're not your energy's wrong and come back you know go and watch soprano is going to get a pizza and come back to me tomorrow yeah. and i've done that with i did that with j i did that with h i've done that with so many artists because um you've got you've got to learn about the industry you know with me it's never been about being famous because it's, that's not in, i've always been about building a brand you know my name people necessarily don't even know what i look like but they know my name and that's what i've always been about artists is different you know i'm a producer um and all these kind of materialistic things and everything will come to you but i think what you need to do is perfect your talent first um and just be humble and just kind of do it for the right reasons you know and make good music write good songs and i always say this to kind of even artists and producers learn learn to play a musical instrument you know um uh, practice you know go f- go for vocal coaching go for you know learn indian classical music was the best thing that my mum has done in terms of musically what you know the reason why i'm doing it because it really it really gave me the knowledge to pick up any instrument and play you know people don't understand how, how um hard indian classical music is so when i meet an artist if an artist says you know what i want to get into this industry and i play a guitar and i do this and that, and I'm, i really love stuff like that um yeah and just stay grounded and just enjoy the journey man. enjoy the journey Can you tell us like how you and Rishi met and yeah. how you collaborated? Um Rishi was looking for a rapper at at the when he was in Atlanta for his album. Uh and I'm by no means a rapper, but I was like, "Hey, hell, let's go, right?" So I I I got uh I got something together, but um I was singing in it and I was just doing my thing where I mix Punjabi and English. So I sent him uh the demo and he sent me an email back like a couple weeks later which I was like just you know, I was 
and the moon uh, that, you know, I would like to work with you. You're not right for what I was looking for, but you're, I want to work with you. And luckily, my friend um, Rush Tour, who signed to our label as well, ended up being the rapper that mm-hmm. he, he chose because out of the pick of the litter, still it wasn't right. And I just played Rush's voice note to him, so whatever. But um, yeah, then from there, we, we, we just talked and we said, okay, like, what do you want to do? He said, like, come out to Atlanta, uh, fly down here, and um, we'll work together on a record. Uh, and we did Don't Stop, which is the forthcoming single from, from Unit 404. Um, and that day, my manager, Man Paul, looked at me and he kind of just hid behind the couch when I was recording and he goes like this. And I'm like, oh, sorry, by the way, that is me throwing up like a, a two. And then, and then he goes, and then I didn't know uh, what that meant. And I go, I texted him, I'm like, what are you on about? And he goes, dude, you need to do your second album or well, like your, your album because I had just released my EP with Rishi. And that's how it happened. I just took. I said, "Okay." I was like, oh, "We are, we were gonna do one song," mm. uh, and and then I just thought, like, you know, uh, how are you gonna ask for more from a legend? <laughs> and I and then that night after we went out and we were very very happy with how Don't Stop went. Um, I just asked him. I said, "Rich, can you do my album for me?" And he's like, he's like, "Thank God, like someone asked to actually do an album because I think." a lot of people want to always be single 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 in this industry um, and I've always been very album based that's because true, yeah. I don't really listen to um, singles when they come out mm-hmm. I'm just like okay that's great like that's a one off like mm-hmm. you're one trick pony um, right but I want to see like somebody like you know J. Cole for example like that 2014 Forest Hills Drive is just sick and none of those are like radio records yeah. but everyone listens to it so that's just one example in recent times um, and yeah that's kind of the, our story <laughs> Who are some of your influences on Unit 404? Um, Unit 404 has literally everything that I've listened to for 27 years uh, in there. So, I mean, growing up, I've, I've always liked to be well-versed in music. Uh, my grandfather was a grantee at the Gurdwara, so that's why my family even immigrated to Canada. Um, so I was always around the Gurdwara, um, listening to Kirtan and stuff, so I, I kind of had a knack for, like, I just got it because my dad was a singer and I, he was also a harmonium player. But dad listened to a lot of Pangra because he was also the first DJ on the island because I'm from Victoria. Oh, wow. So he was the first DJ on the, on, on the island for the South Asians, I mean. Um, but yeah, so he would listen to all the current 90s Pangra. So growing up in the 90s, I would like sit with my dad and do that whole thing. But then when I grew up, it was like boy band era. So I started listening to like boy bands. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like NSYNC's cool. And then you know, uh, Backstreet Boys are cool and I listen to them. But then I was always a bit of a geek, so I would like look inside the credits and be like, okay, well, who like uh, produced this or who engineered this? And then I'd go back and find out what they've done in the past. And that took me to like New Kids on the Block, which took me to like, oh, uh, you know, Marvin Gaye, for example, Al Green. And then I start kept going back in time and listening to everything old. And I, I applied that to Indian music as well. So by that time I had gone to Rishi, I do remember one time Rishi goes, you really know a lot about the industry. Eh? I was like, I was like, yeah, I know a lot about like what happened. I'm a bit of a geek. And yeah, like from Justin Timberlake to Michael Jackson to Suffrey to Sohodas to you name it is on the James Brown, Al Green, Marvin Gaye. It's, it's in there. Rahat Fatah Ali Khan. Everybody influenced me. <laughs> the world influenced me. Uh, what does Unit 404 stand for? Um, Unit 404 is my apartment number. Uh, so, <laughs> you, uh, But it also is the area code to Atlanta, one of the area codes for Atlanta. Um, but the reason, like, there is significance, it wasn't just like I, I stepped out of my door one day and went, ah, that's a good title. Um, it was uh, kind of everything that was going on in my life at the time when I recorded that. Everything I write, I write from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I've never really just written party records. That's why you don't really get a lot of party records from me. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just something that was going on. Like, I had just moved 
um, to this like amazing apartment. I just got a new car. My like my career outside of music was just thriving. Um, but there was that self like like you know you have that like I got it I got it all right now. Like I got the money, I got the car, I got the condo, uh, but I'm not like fulfilled. And I wasn't I wasn't fulfilled. So that like that level of fulfillment came when I started working with him. And I felt like everything I was writing about was going down at Unit 404. Like, we had parties and we had, like, then you'd have, like, all these people over. But then you're like, oh, man, like, this is, like, not cool. Like, I just want to, like, I just want to, like, do some fun stuff or, like, I want, I'm missing something. So it's, it's about love. It's about all that stuff. So, as your sort of mental guiding you yeah. through? It's, like, it's been a blessing, to be honest with you. Um, he's taught me so much about music. He's taught me so much about the music industry. He's just taught me a lot about being also a better person, like just like a little more spiritual, a little bit more down to earth. Um, sometimes I, I start flying off the ground, and, and I've got a great team like, you know, Rishi, my manager, Matt Paul's been with me since day one. They bring me down to planet Earth, and mm -hmm. they kind of like tell me, like, to just chill out, just be patient and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's just been nothing but, but a blessing. And so, like, many artists have been, like, um, singing for ages or they pick it up later on. How, mm -hmm. What was your music journey? Um, like I was saying earlier, my, my grandfather uh, and my dad really got me into it. Singing was, like, I had sung... Um, I think it what was that song from from that movie Raja Hindustani. It was the first song I ever sang on stage. Raja. It was a uh, Pardesi Pardesi. But I sang um, I sang that one um, with my dad played harmonium for me when I was like seven or eight years old. Uh, but then I just didn't do it. I like just stopped and I like pursued other things. I was a total player. Uh, I was like in that I was a DJ for uh, briefly. Uh, I was a producer for like a week and a half, uh, and then I met. Um, Mam Paul and another gentleman named Raymond Puller who had taught me and Mam Paul how to play tool and like I just recorded my first record uh, they didn't do well at all and you can never find it luckily <laughs> and then I really like really really dwelled on like what I want to do and like Mam Paul I have to give him a lot of credit too he like always Mamps <laughs> um, he always just said like go with what you want to go do and and um, I at one point wanted to quit music and I was like man if I do it I want to do like R&B music like half English half Punjabi um, and I was like, I was like, it has to be my way. Like, I have to do that. And um, he's like, dude, if that's what you want to do, like, just do it. But it was tough because nobody else was doing it. So I just felt like, okay, I'm gonna be doing something like really different. And still to this day, like, big labels have closed the door on my face. Like, hey man, this great music, it's amazing. I would listen to it in my car, but like, we don't want to invest money into this because it's scary, right? Um, but yeah, that's kind of my journey, and I've just been honestly just chipping away. Just hoping that on the other side there's that gold mine that like hey we're gonna we're gonna finally get people to listen and and, and and crack right so but it's it's I'm not in the music industry for you know the the riches and stuff I'm in the music industry for the fulfillment of people listening to music and really absorbing it. Yeah, and I saw that you're a realtor on the side. Yes. So how do you like, I guess, balance that kind of 
it is tough. It is tough because they're two different. They're two different beasts, right? Like when you're in real estate mode, you do have to be very like. I guess the only thing they have in common is you have to have um, responsibility and you have to be very devoted. And it's very tough because being like strict with yourself when you're like a businessman, you can't be free spirited. Like you can't be a free spirited businessman. Like it, it doesn't work that way. Um, but being an artist, people in the music industry are not like, oh, Dave sent an email at seven thirty. I'm gonna respond back at seven thirty-five. Like people are just like, I'm gonna get back to you like three weeks later and be like, sorry, dude, I was busy vibing out. Like so, you have to like, you have to be like, you have to be almost a chameleon to do both. And um, I've been lucky in that sense that both have happened. But really, like over the last year, I've I've really taken a step away from. Um, my my job, so to say, mm-hmm. because music has kept me busy. We were in England for two weeks, then we were in Atlanta like four or five times mm-hmm. last year. Um, then we were in Mumbai earlier this year, and then we got like shows now, and and it's it's started to form into my full time career. Well, thank you so much, Rishi and Dave. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It was like so fantastic to like learn more about like Dave's music awesome. and reminisce with uh, Rishi. So thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You can follow Rishi Rich and Dave on Instagram and Twitter at MusicRR and at Dave underscore Bawa. A big thank you to Spice Radio and Shishmaji for lending their studio for recording our podcast. Subscribe and rate the Jiggly Style podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and visit JiggnyStyle.com. Follow Jiggly Style on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Jiggly Style. See you next week! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>